Hold on, Joe. I'm running. The, I, I forgot to start the, the, the uh, uh, podcast. So roll them. All right, here we go. Uh, good morning, Stan. Yeah, it's nice here in Grafton. It's uh, 68 degrees. It's going to be uh, in the 70s the next couple of days. Uh, we are down to our final two teams in the Utopian Baseball Universe Championship Series. We have a rematch from last year, the Atlanta Braves against the Cincinnati Reds. And uh, we're going to break news right now. Uh, my group's not even aware of this. Uh, Bobby Cox and Sparky Anderson have handed in their pitching rotation for the series. Game one tomorrow, and each game in the series is 6.30 p.m. Central. Game one tomorrow in Atlanta, Warren Spahn versus Jose Rio. Game two to, uh, Wednesday night is going to be Greg Maddox versus Johnny Vandermeer. And then when the series moves to Cincinnati on Friday, it's going to be the table MVPs facing each other, Phil Necro versus Johnny Cueto. And then each team is going to uh, repeat those pitching matchups if we need a game uh, four, five, six, and seven. Obviously, there will be a game four. But this is a... Uh, rematch of last year's championship. The Braves beat the Reds last year in five. The Reds had home field last year. Uh, Braves took game one. Reds took game two. And the Braves swept uh, all three games in Atlanta. Uh, the group uh, has uh, the ability to vote now on, on who, they would, who they're rooting for in the series. I think it's Atlanta 8-6 right now. Uh, so we're going to keep that poll up for the remainder of the series. But uh, every inning of the championship series will be live on Facebook and YouTube. And again, each game, 6.30 Central, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then next week if needed, Tuesday, Wednesday. Also, again, we'll go more in-depth tonight uh, at uh, – 5.30 Central, I believe I'm doing this. Uh, 5.30 tonight, uh, a preview of the Braves and Reds in the Utopian Baseball Universe Championship Series. Uh, it should be uh, a great series. The, the, the Braves swept the Blue Jays in four. Uh, the Reds beat the Padres in six after losing the first two. Uh, very excited uh, to present this. Uh, should be should be fantastic. Now, you said the uh, table MVPs, uh, Cueto and Necro. Did you, are they officially the MVPs at the table, or are you just using that as a terminology? No, they were. Uh, Phil Necro was named the MVP of, of the uh, series against uh, Toronto. He had, uh, I think he struck out 16 in game one. Uh, I think he struck out seven in game two, but he was 2-0 and against the Blue Jays. And then Johnny Cueto pitched 17 innings, gave up one run, and struck out, uh, I think, 13. He got the win in game uh, three. And then in game six, uh, I don't know if he got the win or not, or if he uh, just pitched him to the ninth, but... Oh, no, Randy Myers got the win, but uh, Cueto uh, gave up eight innings, or uh, when, when eight, in, eight innings gave up one run. Uh, so those two men were officially named the MVPs of their series leading up to the championship series. This is a repeat for Cueto because he was uh, the MVP of the table last year 
in their series with the Yankees, him and Sabo got um, co-honors. So they're going to be make, uh, meeting in game three and in game six if needed. So at this point, should we designate Mr. Cueto as Mr. Clutch in the postseason? Is he like the Andy Pettit of the Utopian baseball universe? Is he the, what are the clutch pitchers? Bob Gibson of the Utopian baseball universe. Uh, I would say based on doing it two straight seasons. Last year, Mel, Mel Stottlemyer, of all people, had two complete game shutouts against Boston in a five-game series. Uh, Johnny Cueto has been really good for two years. Warren Spahn's been good. Eric Shaw actually uh, was really good in that San Diego series. He struck out 30 guys in two starts, uh, 18 and 12. Uh, so there's been really good pitching uh, this year, um, as opposed to last year, we had higher scoring games. Um, I would expect that trend to continue as uh, that series kicks off tomorrow with Spawn and Rio. Spawn uh, was second in the universe in strikeouts, and Jose Rio led the league in ERA at 2.61. Ah, now, is there a scheduled off day somewhere in here, or are they just going seven straight days? Uh, so I've got uh, days off scheduled for Thursday and Monday. So we're going to do back-to-back games starting tomorrow and Wednesday, and then uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And then if we need to uh, go back to Atlanta, those will be scheduled next week, Tuesday and Wednesday. Ah, cool. So it's almost similar to the World Series. Uh, fasten your seatbelt. It's going to be quite a ride. Uh, anything else that you want to talk about the Utopian Baseball Universe? Uh, so, uh, we've been doing the cafe now, uh, for, uh, Monday through Friday, every day since, uh, the end of June. Uh, we are going to continue to do the cafe. We're going to take two weeks off when the season ends, just to give myself a little bit of recharge. So the, if the series goes seven, it would end on, uh, Wednesday the 27th and we're going to do shows on the 28th and 29th. And then the first two weeks in November, we're going to. Uh, go on hiatus for the cafe. Uh, and one of the big reasons is because you and I have some big, big plans starting November 10th. So we're going to recharge for that. Uh, Stan and I, uh, it was announced uh, officially, I guess, this weekend. Uh, we're going to have a show debuting on Wednesday the 10th. Uh, so the cafes will be going away just for two weeks. Uh, we'll come back. Uh, I, I don't know the exact date. I think it's Monday the 15th. Um, but in between now and then, uh, we're going to be posting uh, the rest of the custom baseball cards for the 2021 set. Uh, I've got a talk show debuting on Tuesday, December 7th. Uh, we're going to be doing 13, about 20-minute episodes. They're going to be shorter shows, uh, but we're going to be talking to members of the universe every Tuesday night. I've got my first four guests uh, booked, and we're going to announce those uh, officially on the last cafe before the hiatus. So on uh, Friday the 29th, we're going to officially announce our first four guests. Uh, very excited about that. It's called Having a Catch with Joey Buckholz. And Stan, if I can show you a book real quick. I'm reading this book by Ethan Bryan called A Year of Playing Catch. I found this book at Barnes & Noble about two weeks ago. And uh, I'll just tell you, he's going to be one of the four guests because... Oh, nice. How'd you find him? On Facebook? I, no, actually, I was at Barnes & Noble one day, and I, I, this was an impulse buy. I'd never heard of the gentleman, but I was intrigued, uh, obviously, because of 
uh, the name of my show coming up. And I reached out to him and I said, look, I'm going to start your book in a couple weeks. Uh, I'd love to have you on the show. He uh, agreed to it immediately. We talked a little bit yesterday. So we're going to have him on. He's going to be one of the first four guests. Um, basically, the, the premise of the show is going to be uh, kind of a casual conversation. I don't want it to be too formalized. I don't want it to be like 60 minutes. I'm not going to ask anyone, you know, questions about their personal life. It's going to be more about their love for baseball um, and kind of what, what what's going on in their life right now. It's not going to be like in, uh, investigative or anything. It's just kind of like a game of catch, very uh, casual, 20-minute shows. Uh, but the only rule is to be uh, a guest on the show, you have to be a member of the universe. So uh, I'm, I'm sure at some point it's going to be Stan Phillips having a catch with Joey Buckholz. So um, that's going to be Tuesday night starting December 7th. Uh, we're going to do 13 weeks on, 13 weeks off, and then we're going to – season two will uh, be uh, during season three of the Utopian Baseball Universe. And uh, I, I've already had about 30 people express interest in being on, and uh, I'm never going to say no to a guest. If you're a member of the universe and you want to be on having a catch, we'll have you on, and, and hopefully we go for as long as uh, we're presenting the Utopian Baseball Universe. Uh, but we're going to do uh, essentially 26 shows a year, uh, and I'm really excited about that. Uh, that's fantastic. Gets everyone to get to know each other in a, you know, a little, I guess, uh, interview-type style. They get to know the fellow members, and that's a fantastic idea. And uh, I'm glad you mentioned that because I love your open-door policy. And just as you have an open-door policy, I'm extending an open-door policy to everyone out there watching for our interviews or even if you just don't want to be on with me and Joey, if you just want to be on with me or you just want to be on the Utopian Baseball Universe with Joey, feel free to reach out. But I guess with Joey, you need to be a member. And Baseball Way of Life, you need to be a member of Baseball Way in Life. So there you go. It's a joint package you'll have to join there to be on there. But I love the open door policy thing. And just as you are getting guests lined up, we're getting guests lined up. And this, I guess, the first time I'm officially on video extending invitations to anyone who wants to come on board. To come on board, you can either message me or Joey on Facebook, or you can uh, email me. I'll give you my email address, philstan41 at gmail.com. And we'll put Joey's up there in a minute. I know it's I have it here, but I don't have to ask for his consent. Uh, but I'm sure Joey will give it, and we can give that in a future episode if you want. Or if you want to give it now, we can talk about that later. Um but same thing. We just want to have the people just to get to know each other, have an open forum, talk baseball, and that's kind of what we'll be doing. Uh, I guess that would basically sum up all that's going on as far as Utopian. Oh, I meant to ask you, the Utopian Cafe, you're still going to do that then in the morning? Um, do I... Yeah, we're going we're, we're gonna, to we're gonna continue the cafe. You know, the time varies, uh, like 7 a.m., I don't know if 7 a.m. has worked out the best. Um, I'm trying to increase hours in the morning at my at the store I work at, so we might move that to a different time. Uh, this week, actually, we're doing uh, 5.30, Monday through Thursday, uh, 5.30 p.m., and then you and I will be on uh, at 7.30 a.m. on Friday. Okay. Uh, but I don't know. I might have an announcement to make on that final uh, cafe uh, before the two weeks off, I, I, I really would like to find a permanent time uh, that would work every day. And I'm thinking right now I'm narrowing it between 
uh, like uh, 11.30 a.m. and 5.30 p.m. Either, because uh, I, I have season three of mine, it's either going to be a lead-in to that, that night's games or it's going to be kind of a like late morning, early afternoon kind of hello. But the 7 a.m. really hasn't worked for me. And uh, a friend of mine does a show at 7 that I like to watch. So uh, we'll, we'll see. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll take the next couple of weeks to determine when that's going to be uh, uh, re-debuting, if you will. But, uh, yeah, just want to assure everyone it's not going away. We're just taking the two weeks off uh, to get ready for some other things. And then uh, we'll be back uh, with new cafes on November 15th. Oh, that's great news. And the having a catch will be 13 weeks straight on Tuesdays. Am I 7.30, you said? Um, so we, we haven't figured out the exact time. Oh, okay. The time might... Time actually might vary because we're going to have some. Uh, we actually have two guests in season one that are going to be um, overseas. Whoa! Uh, so we might, yeah, we might uh, actually record those shows and then just upload them. I, I do want to uh, stress too because the cafe is very interactive. Uh, a lot of the shows that do are very interactive, where I'm reading live comments in the middle of the show. Uh, having catch will not. Uh, f- uh, have that format. Uh, what we're going to do, it's just going to be me and the guest for 20 minutes, and then um, we might address the comments in like little clips that we'll show throughout the week, like bonus material. Um, but if someone's watching and they say, hey, Joey, uh, we're, we're, we're not, I mean, I, I hate to say we're not going to acknowledge you. Of course we are, but we're not going to do it live. We're going to try to do the show, uh, just me and the guest, and then uh, if there are comments or questions, we may address those as uh, like short videos. Actually, a, a friend of mine yesterday let me know that YouTube has a new feature called YouTube Shorts, where you can basically upload up to a minute, um, kind of like TikTok. So we might incorporate that to address the comments and questions as kind of bonus material for having a catch. Uh, but the, And the reason I'm doing that um, is I want to make sure that the guest is being put over and uh, we're giving them all the time possible. Uh, sometimes if we try to bring on a third person without doing an audio or video check, it, uh, the quality gets compromised. So um, we're going to address that in creative ways throughout the week leading up to other episodes. Well, that's fantastic. And uh, just for the record... The last Utopian Baseball Universe podcast we did had the highest numbers of any podcast I've ever done, including the New York Mets. So people are actually listening. Either that tells me one thing. They hate the Met podcast or they love the (laughs) Utopian Baseball Universe podcast. But uh, it's not like they don't listen to the Met one, but I was astonished that people are listening to this podcast. So that's why I had to make sure we started all over again and got it in because I I kicked myself in the butt because Friday's show I didn't uh, tape for the podcast too. So if you want to come over to New Jersey and kick my ass, you can as long as you get back in time for work. But uh, no, so it's good news. So people are listening. So that's a good thing. And uh, you got something good going there. Uh, exciting yeah it is so something good going on anything good going on in regular sports you want to talk about well uh the braves uh two come from behind victories in the nlcs two walk-off wins against the dodgers uh i mean isn't that baseball for you the dodgers have a 
I think, an 18-game lead on the Braves in the regular season, uh, 106 wins to, you know, 88 wins or whatever it was for Atlanta. Atlanta's up 2-0. Boston evened up Houston in that series. I think their game three is tonight. Uh, Fantasy football, um, probably going to go one and two this weekend. Uh, But I've got Josh Allen and uh, a running back tonight, but I'm down like 47. So, uh, yeah, just uh, enjoying uh, what's being presented. I know we had an ugly incident at the uh, Tennessee Vols game where Yeah, that was was pretty nasty. That's bad. I mean, I'm a Vols fan, but I'm kind of embarrassed to admit it uh, today. Uh, If anyone's not aware, uh, he used to coach at Tennessee, and he got pelted with golf balls. Um, and I hope they have video of uh, whoever did that, and I hope they're banned because it, it sheds a bad light on what is a great football town. So I think the NBA starts tomorrow. I can't believe that's uh, starting already. Uh, the Bucks defend their championship. I think they have a home game tomorrow against Brooklyn. Uh, yeah, I'll probably just kind of keep an eye on the league championship series. Uh, I'm, you know, making sure that the Utopian series is happening before uh, the elite championship games, uh, I, there, there might be a little bit of overlap, but, um, our game one tomorrow is at six 30, uh, excited to present that Reds and Braves, uh, the rematch Rocky versus, uh, Apollo two, I suppose. <laughs> they love rematches and it's ironic that the Braves and the Dodgers are rematching the playoffs this year. Yeah. People forget that the Braves had a 2 nothing lead against Los Angeles last year, but the Dodgers pulled that out of the hat. But that remains to be seen whether that could be done again this year. Okay, uh, five questions for Joey. I know a lot of you have been tuning in just for this, so here we go. The first one, has the UBU season been everything you thought it would be? Uh, it's been way more than I thought it would be. Now, I know I've said this before. I think people might get tired of hearing this, but... On February 1st of this year, I woke up to 83 members in the group, and my goal was to double it. My goal was to get to 150. And uh, I brought in a guy named uh, Rick Lennenberg. I think he brought you in, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, is that right, Stan? Did uh, Rick bring you into the... Uh... Yeah, I think he offered me a ham sandwich if I joined the group, so... <laughs> No, no, I honestly don't know. He might have sent me an invite. I'm not sure, to be honest with you. All I know is I'm in. So I thought it was actually you, but it might have been him. I'm sorry if I don't recall. Well, I I don't remember the specifics, but I remember I I brought in, I I did like a blind, like, uh, invite on February 1st in a couple of groups, and he accepted, and he brought in a, a bunch of people, and I remember... Uh, him and I having a conversation where I'm like, hey, Rick, I think I think we might get to 200 members. And he's like, dude, you're going to get to 400 by the end of the month. And we're at a th- we're almost at 1200 right now. Um, the season has been so fun to present, like the, the writing aspect of it for me is what I enjoy the most because uh, I'm seeing the results literally an hour before you are. Um, so this is fun for me. Like when I see that the Mets won for the day. I'm genuinely excited. When I see the Brewers are, are doing well, I get excited. And someone asked me uh, this morning, you know, how do I feel about a rematch? And I'm like, well, I'm kind of torn. I think it is compelling storytelling to have a rematch from last year uh, because the odds of any matchup in the in the championship is about one in a thousand, 32 times 32. 
to have a rematch of the same series is is literally one in a million. So uh, I'm excited to present it. It's it's obviously very exciting for Reds fans, Braves fans. We're either going to have a repeat or we're going to have the Reds, who are the best team in the universe this year, in the regular season, finally take care of business. It's been so fun. My favorite part, though, and, and I hope I'm coming across as uh, uh, genuine when I say this, is meeting people like you and Eric and uh, Geeker and Tim St. Clair and all these people that are part of the universe, Jeff Turner, uh, all these great people uh, that I consider friends now. Uh, I, I think season three is going to even be, uh, even be bigger than season two. I'm very excited for it. And I'm excited too. I, I think as even as we join forces, things are going to evolve. We'll have more and more friendships developing out of this and more and more projects. And I think it's just going to be a great place to talk baseball, whether it's utopian or regular baseball. So I'm looking forward to it. And I think you've only just begun. So keep up the good work. Thank you, sir. Uh, question number two. What has been the biggest... Oh, boy, it disappeared on me. What has been the biggest surprise in the MLB playoffs as far as you're concerned? I, I mean, I, I have to say it's the Braves. I mean, the, you know, as a Mets fan, obviously going into the last couple weeks of the season, I didn't want the Braves making the playoffs. I, I wanted the, uh, the Mets to win that uh, division. But uh, the Braves coming in, uh, knocking off the Brewers in four, I mean, they could have swept them. It's, uh, you know, the way that series went. Uh, now they've got a 2 nothing lead on the Dodgers. I really do want to see the Braves finish this off. Um, you know, we've seen a lot of the Dodgers the last five years. We've seen a lot of the Astros. We've seen a lot of the Red Sox in the last 18 years. I think the Braves would be the most uh, compelling story. Uh, they haven't won it since, I believe, 95. Uh, and they've got some guys on that team that I just root for in life. Uh, Freddie Freeman. Um I know he's hurt, but like I love Ronald Acuna Jr., um, Ozzy Albus. There's just something about this team that I, I love the story about it. Uh, it is a big surprise, but I, I hope they keep rolling. Yeah, I, I've been a big fan of Braves since about three years ago, and friends of mine thought I was nuts, but uh, I saw all this young talent coming up, and I think you talk about Freeman, you talk about Acuna. I think the other guy you're going to have to watch out for, who I think is destined for baseball superstardom, is Austin Riley. He is just unbelievable. And just like we never really got to see Nolan Arenado and Matt Chapman and all these other great third basemen, we're going to get that opportunity to see Austin Riley, and I think he's going to come to the forefront. Almost like Mookie Betts in a way, like he's getting all the postseason glamour. He's now the number one for the second year in a row. He's the number one selling jersey in baseball. And yeah. there's something about being in the playoffs that escalates your superstardom, and I think that's what's going to hurt Mike Trout. Like Mike Trout will always be known as a great player, but he won't be. You'll you won't envision the great moments that Mike Trout had. Whereas when you had the stage like an Austin Riley or a Mookie Betts, you're remembered forever. And it's unfortunate. Yeah. I don't know how I got on Mike Trout's number, but uh, I think I people were saying you don't know what you're talking about. I said you know because the Braves aren't the Mets are better than the Braves. I said. You look at the team, and I, I kind of follow the minor league system. I knew about Acuna. I knew about Max Freed. And they had a couple other pitchers that were very promising that just really haven't panned out. But their farm system, and they play baseball like the St. Louis Cardinals, the Cardinals way. They just know how to win year in, year out. 
But now they also have a farm system that's equivalent to like what the Dodgers always have. So yeah. there's there's bright days ahead for the Braves without a doubt, and that kind of sucks for us Met fans, which means the Mets kind of have to get their act together and start developing through the farm system. So maybe a year or two before the Mets can catch these Braves. So I think this was the year if you were going to catch the Braves, it was going to be this year with Acuna out. But next year they yeah. could be the Dodgers of this year. Yeah, sure. they, they could be one of those teams. But it'll be interesting. They won two one bowl games. And I always say there's luck involved when you win a run-run game because it comes down to one hit or one play or whatever like that. They haven't had convincing blowouts, and neither have the Dodgers in this postseason. But one of these teams is going to get really hot eventually, and that's a team that's going to win this series. And it could very well be the Braves because they're due for a really big breakout game too. So I'm not saying it's the Dodgers. I'm not saying it's the Braves. But it wouldn't surprise me if the Braves swept, and it wouldn't surprise me if the Dodgers won. So we'll just have to see what happens on that one. Yeah, but uh, it's been a good series, and the Red Sox and the Red Sox series has been entertaining too, and that continues tonight. Uh, and I think you're kind of rooting for the Red Sox, aren't you? Yeah, um, I, I don't know if I'm rooting for the Red Sox. We're just rooting against Houston. I'm I'm not completely over this cheating scandal because of how, in my opinion, how arrogantly Altuve and Bregman and Korea handled it. So, um, you know, I'm not going to be talking about this for, you know, the next 10 years, but um, as long as those three guys uh, represent the core for that team, I'm going to root for the other team. So uh, I'm, gonna, I'm definitely rooting for Boston in this series. Uh, that's cool. That is cool. Uh, so am I. But I, I, I think on the last broadcast, and I think Houston is so talented, but they have no pitching left. And the yeah. way Boston's hitting, and they're getting the production from Kiki Hernandez, who no one expected that from. So if some of the bigger bats get hot, it could be lights out for Houston there, too. But you never know. Like I always say, you never know. Yeah. All right, question number three. Any thoughts on week six of the 2021 NFL season? Uh, yeah, the Browns got killed yesterday. Uh, I was shocked because uh, Arizona came in. They had some... Uh, like their head coach missed the game because of COVID. Uh, but then uh, I guess late Saturday it was announced that uh, Cleveland's running back, Nick Chubb, was going to miss the game. And they got killed. I think it was like 37 to 14. Uh, they looked terrible. Packers won in Green Bay. Uh, I, I still, like, it, hurt, it's, it hurts me to say this. I just do not like Aaron Rodgers anymore. I just, I think he's become this... Uh, this Hollywood character, uh, you know, putting up the belt on a team that he didn't play that great yesterday. And he was acting like, uh, you know, he was quoted as saying like, I still own you guys. And I actually find myself rooting against uh, this team right now. And it's, it breaks my heart because I've been rooting for the Packers my whole life, but um, I don't, I don't want Aaron Rodgers to get another Super Bowl. Uh, and I know I'm going to lose French friends over this, but uh I want the Packers to do well the day he leaves. Yeah. Well, the good news is as long as – I know the Browns are 3-3 three and three right now, but as long as they stay in the hunt, I'm a firm believer that the real NFL season comes down like uh, Tom Coughlin used to say with the Giants. You break it down into quarters. And the last four games of the year are always the most important. And proof positive is what Tampa Bay did last year. You just have to stay in the hunt and uh, – make the playoffs at that point. And this year there's seven teams making the playoffs. So I'm sure the Browns will be in the mix. But 
I just remember from years past, the Philadelphia Eagles would traditionally get off to like four and one, five and zero oh starts, and they would crumble at the end. So uh, it's not always indicative of how a team's going to do. The first, it's always good to win. You don't want to be zero and five or one and five at this point, but it's always good to win regardless. But the true teams come through in December in the playoffs. So there's hope for everybody at this point as long as they're in the playoff hunt. Yeah, they got a short week this week. They they're actually at home Thursday night Thursday against night. Denver. Yeah, so looking forward to that. Yep. I hate to say it, but that's almost a must win at this point. But we'll see what happens. I mean, you got you know uh, they've lost now two straight, I believe. So they were three and one. They're three and three. Yeah, they got to win this one. I think they will. All right, question number four: Your favorite sneaker brand? <coughs> oh, I don't. I don't even know. Like I. I'm, the shoes I wear to work are very generic. Like I bought, I bought them at Target about a year ago. Uh, no, I take it back. I bought them at Kohl's department store. Um, as a kid, I had some uh, British Knights uh, that that I thought looked pretty cool. But I've, I've ne- to be honest, Stan, I, I've never been much of a like shoe guy. Like I'm wearing flip flops now. They probably cost me a buck or two. Um, I, I, I can't even really say like, uh, I, I don't, I'm not even sure I've ever owned any like really nice sneakers. I think when I played basketball, I had, uh, Adidas. So I, I, my first cop out answer, I can't, I can't even give you one. Yeah. I usually shop for whatever's cheapest on Amazon and I usually get Nikes cause sometimes there's a really big price drop and they're comfortable for me. But the only problem is after you have them for three months, they need an oil fix because they, they squeak 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 and it drives my wife crazy when we're walking together she goes don't ever get those again but i don't have a favorite brand but when i was a kid i liked pumas uh but like you i'll wear anything as long as it fits well i'm at that point where i don't need to be a fashionista when it comes to sneakers yeah all right and number five and i got a kick out of this because you asked me kind of a question about i don't know comforters or something last week so Oh, I, I think we were talking about, um, yeah. I forget, fabric I softener, that's what it was. Fabric, yeah, what the yeah. hell is it? Like, so why? I figured I'd throw one out there, not knowing whether or not you're a cook or not. I'm not, per se. But the best thing you know how to cook is. All right, now uh, I'm going to give you two different answers. My favorite thing to make is nachos. Uh, I make really good nachos. But I want to tell this story. I used to make... Uh, uh, mac- macaroni and cheese for my, you know, the kids. And uh, I remember one day in 2014, uh, my wife said, why is, why do they say yours is always so good? And, and they never react to mine. And, um, we did like a blind taste test one night where I made a pot, she made a pot and we had the kids try both of them and all four of them chose mine. Wow. Uh, and th- I always love telling the story. I say, well, I use a special ingredient. I make mine with, you know, noodles, cheese, milk, butter, and love. And my daughter would always say, that's not a real ingredient, Daddy. Uh, but it is. It is It is a real ingredient. I made it with love. But uh, I make really good nachos. Uh, we made, my girlfriend and I made quesadillas this weekend that I thought were fantastic i uh, can't wait to make those again um i'm not you know i i I wouldn't call what i do 
cooking. Like I, I just prepare dinners, you know, simple things like, you know, nachos, quesadillas. Uh, I, I'll make homemade pizzas every now and then. Um, I'm not much of a pasta guy because I grew up with it and I'm just kind of sick of it by now. But I love making nachos. I love Taco Tuesdays. Uh, I just you stick to that Taco Tuesday rule? No, I don't stick to the rule. Actually, uh, I one day uh, earlier this summer, I said, you know, tomorrow isn't guaranteed. It's Taco Mondays, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, I just, I, I'm not going to wait. You know, if I got the craving, uh, I'm not going to wait for the alliteration. But, uh, uh, we're, you know, and as I say that, I, I, I've already committed to, to making them tomorrow. Because we're doing, we're doing fried chicken tonight. Um, just some comfort food. Uh, my, the store I work at it changed their hours. So I'm not working evenings anymore. So um, I'm going to be home tonight, make fried chicken. Uh, watch the uh, Red Sox and Astros, uh, the Buffalo Bills, and Monday Night Football. But uh, I, I like to prepare different things, but I wouldn't call what I'm doing cooking. You know, it's a lot of encore meals, uh, a lot of a lot of mac and cheese, a lot of like bratwurst and hot dogs and things like that. But as long as my patient's happy, that's cool. And I, I'm assuming you're still at Dollar Tree. Yeah, they just uh, they have some staffing issues, so they they're they're closing at six a.m. Monday through Thursday now, um, and then they're they're going to stay open or actually Sunday through Thursday. They're just going to have extended hours on Fridays and Saturdays. So I used to go in like six to nine. I can't do that anymore. So because I can't, uh, they're going to have some of the managers come in at five a.m., which is what I applied for. So today I was there five to nine. I'm going to be there in the morning Wednesday. Thursday, and then hopefully a little bit more as we go uh, uh, going forward because I get so much more done before the store opens. So if you're in Grafton, if you're watching this, paper is stocked, beverage is stocked, chems is pristine, and Heather is crushing it right now in stationery. Heather, the books look great. You go, girl. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, uh, in this area, we have, we have the dollar stores here, too. And uh, the Dollar General stores and Dollar Tree, I should say. And uh, what they're doing here, and I don't know if that's the case in Wisconsin, is they've been buying out all these Walgreens stores. So what used to be a Walgreens store was like a almost like a Pentagon-shaped type building. All the Dollar General stores are coming in there. So it's kind of unique. They're kind of taking over what used to be like, uh, I guess, like drug stores, like Rite Aid. But they're taking over a lot of the Walgreens here, which is unique. But they're popping up all over here, so maybe we'll see those. Oh, yeah. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. We have, well, we, we just opened a second location about two miles from here across from a hospital. Uh, but they're a little bit smaller, uh, and they don't have me. So uh, it probably I don't stand a chance. They don't stand a chance. No, no, no. <laughs> well, we're going to leave you all on that high note. Uh, all is well with Joey. All is well with me. And all is well with all of you who have been watching. And... Uh, we hope you tune in again Friday, and I think, I'm not sure if you can do this, maybe we'll do the same thing we did here, where we can do it on both Baseball Way of Life and Utopia. So, whether you're watching here or there, uh, we'll be on Friday. Uh, I always have to announce Central and Eastern Time, because I get so damn confused when we talk about this. 
Well, it's going to be 7.30 Central Time, 8.30 Eastern Central Time. Yeah, Central. Is that how you say? No, it's Standard Time. And uh, I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. And uh, November 10th is the big day. So, again, anyone watching, uh, whether you're a fan of Utopian or a fan of Baseball Universe and wanting to get involved in our projects, uh, give us a shout-out. Uh, we'll be hammering you in the future, trying to get uh, your feedback and whether or not you want to be involved in the coming months, coming weeks, I should say, in both groups. But until then, enjoy the week. And as always, Joey, it was a blast, and I look forward to the uh, beginning of the Utopian Baseball Universe. Now, what do we call the finals officially? Uh, very simply, the Utopian Baseball Universe Championship Series, kicking off tomorrow at 6.30 Central. Warren Spahn versus Jose Rio. You got Henry Aaron, Ronald Acuna Jr., Freddie Freeman, Eddie Matthews taking on the Big Red Machine, Johnny Bench, Pete Rose, Joe Morgan. But they also have Eric Davis and uh, Joey Votto and uh, Chris Sabo. So it's a rematch. So excited for this. Spahn versus Rio tomorrow night, 630. Sounds good. So I just as we have NASA... Uh, representing four words for the space program, we can just call this U-Bucks. Utopian Baseball Universe Championship Series, the U-Bucks. But anyway, and do what you want with that idea. But I, I copyrighted it. Uh, but that's it. So folks, enjoy the series on Joey's site. Enjoy the playoffs. And we'll talk again Friday. Thanks again, Joey. Appreciate it. All right, Sam. See you Friday. Take care, guys.